spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Now get the guns, the drugs, from my generation, I'll take the fall, the saints, and I'll cross the nation, and it's a sex, the guns, the fakes, the fraud, the messing with me, come on, come on, come on, let's get it out, Hello and welcome to the Card Foundation Podcast. My name is Danny Tancredi, joined alongside with me, as always, we have Pop Bear Paul in the house. We got Johnny Tancredi also in the house, and this is episode number four. You can find us on Instagram. We are at Card Foundation Pod, and also on Twitter at Card Found Pod. Or you can just type in the name and we'll pop right up. You can find our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon, or wherever else you download your favorite podcast. So we're going to kick things off with our question of the week. And this week's question was submitted to us by friends of the show, David C. Anderson. David C. Anderson on Twitter. So he wants to know, can you guys please walk through what to look for when evaluating if a card is worth getting graded? There's more than just looking at the corners for creases, etc. We'd love to hear some really good insight on what to really focus on. So I'll turn it over to the PSA King, PSA Paul. <clears throat> yeah. Stand back, boys. <laughs> I'll answer this one. So I try to stay, do the same thing every time for every card. I've been really focusing on that. So what I do is I start with each corner, top corners, see any whitening, any, any peeling. If it's a black card, you'll easily see the white. If it's a newer Chrome card, it's a little bit harder to see that back. I do the, you know, I do the face of the card first. If that checks out, I go right then to centering. Centering is a big, a big aspect in it. Some are, some are way off. Like that's easily off center. Some are a little bit top to bottom, a little bit left to right, but you got to look top to bottom and you got to look left to right. That's a huge Huge thing about centering that people don't don't remember to check up on. Then I do get it in good light. You want good lighting. You want the lights on, and you want to check it from different angles. You want to check for surface scratches. You want to check for print dimples. Surface scratches and print dimples, that's going to be a factory error, and you're going to have to really check out for that. Like Finest this year had a lot of scratches on it. You're going to really want to focus in on that and make sure there's no scratches on it. And then I flip it right over and do the same thing on the other side. I don't necessarily focus as much as I'd want to on the back, but I do focus on it. And then I just keep, I keep track of what there is. If there's a, a, if the things start to add up, I definitely don't set, send it. If there's one thing I could kind of get past it, but if you got a print dimple and it's off center, you probably don't want to send it. But if you got, you know, one thing or you got nothing, you send that thing or right away. I'm always usually finding one thing wrong with it. And uh, yeah, the things add up and different cards mean different things. If you have a, you know, a rookie Alexa Bliss. Like, again, I'll go back to her. She's, that's an awesome Topps Chrome card. I might let a little surface scratch sign and a print dimple just to send that card in to get graded. But again, if this is like my 15th Dexter Loomis rookie, that thing's got to be, that's got to have no flaws whatsoever. I need a dime on that one. Right. Yeah, I would say a, a big thing to look for, other than maybe checking out the condition of the card, would be to know what your cards are worth. So, I mean, it's it's easier for vintage than it is for modern. But I would say, you know, if you have a 1985 Opeachy Hulk Hogan, you know, you want to probably price that out to say, all right, from PSA, say three or four, all the way through 10, 
what are the dollar ranges that are coming out to what the card is valued at? Because if you find that you have a card that, you know, say it costs 20 to $30 to submit. If you get a PSA eight, you know, that card might only be valued at 20, $30. So really is the juice worth the squeeze to send in, to get your grade and come back to really make value on it. So if you're an investor or someone that plans to resell over time, I think knowing what your card is worth value wise from the grade is going to be important to really know what you should send in. Yeah, for sure. And there's like, like Paul was saying, there's things you can check out on the surface, you know, the centering can't do anything about that. It's a factory error. It's printed the way it's printed. It is what it is. You know, that's something that personally, I, if I want to get the card graded, you have to almost overlook it because there's nothing, you can't change it. There's nothing you can do about it. Corners, you know, there could be dinged corners. There could be, you know, like the, the color of the card is kind of like showing a little bit like lipping or, you know, whitening. Um, You can look for that. The edges, you can look at the edges to see if, you know, they're smooth. There's, if there's anything, you know, sometimes with paper cards, you'll see it almost looks like flaky in a way. Soft corners. Right. Exactly. That, you know, soft corners with a paper card versus a more of a sharp corner. Um, So those are things you can keep an eye out for, I'd say. I like to wipe down my cards with uh, the eyeglass cloth, like the newer cards. You wipe microfiber, microfiber cloth. Yep. And yeah, I give a nice little wipe down. That and doesn't like actually it makes a difference. No, it does. It does. Yeah. If you're sending your cards at PSA and you're doing it by yourself, or you, a third party company usually, you know, Philpon, we always wipe down the cards and make it most presentable. But if you're sending in by yourself, make sure you give the card a little wipe down because yep. there's fibers on that. Those guys aren't going to clean your card. Those guys aren't going to do you any favors. They, it, they'll just it, leave those there. It'll affect the grade. 100%. Yep. 100%. And again, like I said, if you want the real truth about your card, have somebody else. Don't say anything about the card. Have someone else take a peek and say, take a look at the card. See if you see anything that, what do you see? If they say, I see a scratch right here. Yeah. There's a scratch right there. It's it's hard to judge your own baby. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, that's the thing. It's like when uh, when I give you the cards, you know, for your filth bomb to check, it's like, you know, I'll give you 20 cards and say five are good to go to be sent in. It's like the most depressing thing knowing that you have like 15 really nice cards that just it didn't cut it to get sent in just because, you know, it may not be a nine or a 10. And at that point, you know, if you're sending in, say, like base rookies or kind of lower valued cards that if they do get a 10, they're going to be that much different. It's almost it's like a kick to the gut. It's a horrible feeling. What I tell people is if you're looking at older cards, or older vintage cards where like, let's say mid 90s to even earlier. And they're like thinking about you're thinking about sending them. Just look up what the cost of a PSA seven is, because that's you know if the if it's a fifty to one hundred dollar card of a PSA seven, it's going to be worth sending in. If you get higher, the cards only going to go up in value. But uh, yeah, if it's like a PSA seven's going for twenty dollars, it's probably not worth you know even sending into a company like that if it's not perfect. So that's kind of going to gauge how much they're worth. And it's almost like by the time you get the card back, by the time you list it whether it's on eBay or Mercari or, or somewhere else, then you got to sell it. You got to ship it. It's, it almost is more time consuming than it is, you know, to, for it to not to be worth it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But I love that question. I love David C too. Yeah. David C Anderson, good friend of the show. And if you haven't checked out his podcast, he actually just released a podcast called chat him up with DCA. He has a trailer episode that's available on Spotify, Apple podcasts, and a bunch of different other platforms. I tuned in today to the trailer and I loved it. So I'm going to be listening from day one and I recommend that everyone else does too. I agree.
All right, so we'll move things along, and we're going to head over into Rookie Talk. So for Rookie Talk, it is a segment that we like to discuss an official rookie card of a particular wrestler. Uh, being that rookie status wasn't given out from tops until 09, we're going to select a rookie card and discuss which is the rookie card to own, what counts, what doesn't count, and everything else in between. So this week, I decided to go with someone that was featured on AEW in honor of the pay-per-view. I'm going with the human suplex machine, Taz. Beat me if you can survive if I let you. Beat My me good friend. if you can. Uh-oh, so now <laughs> I got to put in the sound bite here. Survive if I yeah, definitely put it in there. So I, I was able to find that Taz had, it seemed like 2000 was the year. He had multiple different things come out, which was WWE related, which was kind of surprising. So there was the comic images, WWF, No Mercy. But now I wanted to ask you guys, because we talked about in, in previous episodes with cards that come with wrestling figures. So do you count cards and stickers that come with wrestling figures or no? Oh, it seems like a weekly Man. topic. I mean, I, I, I don't want to go back on what I said a couple of weeks ago. If PSA is willing to grade it and it's considered a card, by PSA, then I guess we have to consider it a card. You got to so, consider it a card. Yeah. So now so I do. I do. did have a 2000 sticker. So being that that's along the lines of a rookie year, we're saying that that counts. And we've made well, it. We also got to remember too, Taz didn't start wrestling in WWF. You know, Taz right. began in ECW and he did have a couple of ECW quote unquote cards that were re- released. So he does have a and I, it's again it it's up for interpretation ecw tapes were put out there was japanese vhs tapes that were put out with ecw content on them and there was a number of volumes of them it was basically all the you know the the house shows and the pay-per-views and all that and they came with there were cards that came in some of these tapes now is something like that do you count that as a card I definitely count that as a card. I think that's that's very cool. Now, yeah, who you saw a Japanese company put out these ECW? Yeah, tapes, so they're or? yep. So it's ECW Hardcore Wrestling. That's like the, I guess like the name of the tape. And there's different. Wait, they're hardcore. Hmm. What was that? <laughs> ECW We're is hardcore. hardcore. We're hardcore. ECW <laughs> is hardcore. Um, and... Actually, I could I could take us through the checklist real quick. I do have it up. So. Okay. Featured in this set that came with the VHSs were Beulah and Tommy Dreamer, BWO, The Eliminators, The Pitbulls, Raven, Sabu, Sandman, Shane Douglas, and Taz. So those were the cards that ended up coming with them. So that came out in what, like 97, I think? That is 1997. 96, 97. Yeah, I mean, so would that be his first card? I, I mean, it is first like, appearance uh, and it is official. Yeah, first. Is it perforated edges or what kind of card is it? No, it's a it's a like a it's baseball like, card. Yeah, it's like a legit hmm. card. The front of the card That's features cool. the wrestler, and the back of the card. So like the front of the, I'm looking at like the Raven one right now. It says ECW Wrestling in the corner. It's got Raven on the front. It says Raven on the front, and then on the back, it has like stats or you know like a bio of Raven, but it's all written in Japanese. So it'll say like it has his height and his weight. And then it's just a bunch of random, you know, stats and whatever in Japanese. You can read Japanese. But I do not. 
Looked like he was nine and one that year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's a baseball card style. I mean, at least I would consider like that it. his first. And I'm going to say this. I consider that his first. Okay. That's the most card. I would want that card the most. But his rookie card, I think it would be the 2000. the 2000 comic images, him doing that, which is an awesome card, too. Him doing that suplex, which is definitely an awesome card. It's, a, it's WWE. It's comic images, a big company that did all the you know licensings for the cards that year. I would consider that his rookie card. The card I'd want the most is the one from that from that box set. That sounds like a, an awesome card and a very rare card. I agree. And like for me, I'm a huge ECW fan. So that's the Taz that I know. That's the Taz that I've watched. So as an ECW fan, that's the card that I would want. I don't necessarily care as much about like Taz's WWF run. Um, I thought his debut was amazing. But after that, I didn't follow it as much as I did follow his ECW career. So being a w- ECW fan, I would want the Japanese card. But I can understand where someone would say, okay, in 2000, he had a number of cards come out and they were his first WWF cards. So that's, you know, where they count it. I disagree. I'm, I'm going with this card as his rookie card. I'm going with the, the ECW card. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I just, you now, can't ignore that. It's, it's his first appearance and there was such a time gap. So I think that the market is going to dictate that the 2000 year will be his rookie cards because you're going to be able to find them much more. I think oh, that was the main doubt. reason why people say the Cardinal game counts as rookie cards it's because there's an abundance of them that people found that ultimately ended up dictating what the value became. But for something that's rare like this, like people don't have that just laying around. So no, I, they're very rare. Yeah. The Japanese tape cards. I, I seen on it on even like social media. I know a couple people that are huge, like ECW completists that have them, but that's the only time I've ever seen them. I've never seen them on eBay. Uh, I haven't seen them really other than like people posting from their personal collections. So I know they're rare. Well, right. That's now what pivoting I'm off this, yeah. Go ahead, I want to pivot off. Would you consider the he's not in it, but the champion clashers, the action figure that came with the ECW cards? Would you consider those rookie cards? If Taz is not in this one, but would you consider those right. people like Tommy Dream? I mean, those, if people are refer- if people are counting the Bendham figures as a rookie card, then you have to. It's the same thing. I'd actually say even yeah. more than the Bendham figure. They actually came, you know, with bios on the back. Actually, right. cards it's not are a not numbered. But- card. No, it's not. Yeah, you're not popping it off the back. It actually comes with all the figures. And uh, I think if you were smart, I'd get those graded, which yeah, I am. <laughs> you know, what's funny, too. You know what I love about those ECW cards? They you didn't necessarily get the person that the figure was of. So, like, for instance, the Rock Bendham card, you got them only with the Rock figure. So if you bought 100 mm. Rock figures, you had 100 Rock cards. But right. with the ECW cards, you always got someone random. So, you know, you might get like a Nunzio card or a Rhino card, but it might not be a Rhino figure. And it was, it made the, made them collectible. You didn't right, just you buy the figure them. to get the card. You had to buy, you know, multiple figures to get the entire set. And you may not even get the entire set. You may get a number of figures and not get the whole set because you just got, you had doubles. My prediction right now, those cards are going to be worth more than those figures. Whatever those figures are worth, the cards are going to be worth more wow. than the figures. That's a that's, calling right now. That's a bold that's take. A very interesting take. People are going to buy the figures, cut the cards out, and resell the figures just for the cards. Uh, you know what? I hope so because I'm about ten figures away from a complete set, and I can't get these cheap anymore. So, hmm. 
buy the buy the All cards, right. take the cards. I just I need the figures, so <laughs> I'm down with that. It's interesting to see like how many when you think about it, how many cards were probably thrown out. Like think about it, if you're a kid in the '90s or you know teenagers or whatever the case is, you know how many times you rip up the package and just go, I bought this for the figure, not the card, and just toss the card with you know the rest of the garbage. Oh yeah, hundred percent. So it's like even the stickers too. The stickers you probably if you didn't save them, you put them on something, right? You know, like I have all the stickers in top loaders, but it's also because I got them in my twenties and my thirties, not as a 10 year old kid. If I got them when I was 10, they would have been on my binders and they would have been, you know, on random stuff. They wouldn't have been, you know, put away nicely. So yeah, the only psycho that would know that would put those away nicely is Brian Myers, which he did. And he showed me them. <laughs> they were put around. I believe that. Oh, uh, they were put away very nicely. He still had all of them. Mm, there you go. But, so all right, so. No, that's a good rookie talk. Let's take a little quick break and we'll head over to news and recap right after this. Card Foundation podcast fans, are you a fan of Major League Baseball? Do you collect baseball cards, bobbleheads, memorabilia, or are just a fan who loves the game? If you do, you're going to love the Caught Looking Podcast. Each week, we at the Caught Looking Podcast break down all of the latest baseball hobby news and review upcoming baseball card releases. Plus, we take a deep dive into discussing what we collect, what is trending in the baseball hobby world, and give advice on card grading, card values, and what to buy or pass on. We release new episodes every Friday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon Audible. You can find us on Instagram at Caught Looking Podcast and on Twitter at Caught Looking BB. Subscribe, follow, and don't get caught looking. Start collecting. All right, guys, welcome back. Welcome to this week's news and recap. So to kick things off, to recap last week, as mentioned on as an update on the show, Topps WWE Road to WrestleMania was in fact canceled. So I'm going to kind of turn this over to you guys. Do you want to see this product return or are you happy with what is now going to be announced as a new flagship product that we're getting. I think we should uh, do the flagship product. I think that they, for whatever reason, it's, I don't think road to WrestleMania is as attractive to someone that's collecting as compared to if it was like, you know, say call it WWE top series one. I think that would be more special and more significant. Plus you'll probably get a better crossover from collectors that maybe collect baseball or basketball or football. I think they would take it a bit more serious but if you're a non-wrestling fan and you just see Road to WrestleMania, you know, it doesn't sound important. So I think what they should do is if they want to, you know, include a WrestleMania aspect to it, I think they should do subsets within a flagship product and do WrestleMania subsets. You know, that way you get a WrestleMania card and you get your flagship product. You could kind of combine it all into one thing and it's not just one theme. I couldn't agree with you more. You put it very politely and very nicely, but... Get Road oh. to WrestleMania out of here. That thing was, like I said, I was putting it nicely a week ago. I reopened like a pack or two the other day. Somebody had a box. I was looking at it. I was like, this stuff's trash. Get oh, rid man. of it. it just, it's garbage. It, it, they're smart move pulling it. The only thing they had this year going for them was they had the, the Hall of Fame autographs. But again, right. I didn't like last year's. I think it's just a, it's a one box and done. Nobody's going to go back and get more boxes of this. I, well, I just don't, except I, me. I don't see it. <laughs> You're a sucker then. Why are you getting more boxes of this? I did very well. It's so specific. It did. They, like, they just bubble themselves. And again, I couldn't agree more. Ta- go with series one. That's going to sell. Go with a subset of WrestleMania. 
but just don't make the whole thing WrestleMania. The cards all cluttered and stuff like that. Cue the na 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 goodbye na 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 na. Do that right now. <laughs> get, get it out. See, of here. I I don't mind both if you can have both. Okay. If I had a choice, obviously I'm going to go to flagship. There should always every card collecting entity should have a flagship. Football, mm-hmm. basketball, baseball, hockey, wrestling, UFC. There should always be a flagship product to fall back on. Something to showcase new wrestlers, new rookies, new inserts, you know, different events. There should always be a flagship. But I, I mean, I don't have any problem with a Road to WrestleMania product if as long as there was a flagship. If I had to choose one or the other, I'm going to go flagship every time. Well, let me ask you a question. Are you going to open up Road to WrestleMania in December? I'm, if I'm bored, if you know, after, after, out. After WrestleMania is not even in talks anymore. WrestleMania is over. Like nobody's oh, yeah. who's going to go back point. and who's going to go back and open that box. Nobody It's just going to sit on the shelves until next year's WrestleMania. And then maybe you'll buy it if it was still left over because you couldn't get this year's WrestleMania. But it's just after I actually liked the autos from last year. I thought the autos was kind of nice. No, I disagree. It, I, I don't know. The the board like it was it was specific cards, to the event. It was like opening up Jack Sparrow cards because well, it, was it, was, all it was specific to Tampa Bay. It was oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm not a fan. I thought of that. it was si- it was sideways. It was too big of an, a space to sign it. The grading yeah. for it were ter- was terrible. It was all white border, white corners on every one of them. Yeah, they weren't manufactured yeah. well. I mean, it, like you said though, Paul, I agree. If there was a subset, I, I think mm-hmm. WrestleMania does need to be included in something. Yeah, you know, because it yeah. is basically the Super Bowl of wrestling. So it does need to be included, whether it's an insert or an auto set or something. But maybe it doesn't need its own product. Maybe you're right. No, I don't. I don't think it needs its own product, especially the price point. It's good. It's lower. It's they're not too high on that price point. It's good, but again, you're not opening it. May you're not. You don't even want to open that box. It's the tops opening it's, day baseball of wrestling. You, yeah, you said that last week. You, you're 100 right. That's exactly what and it is. Again, you open opening day once. You're not opening opening day yep. twice. You, yeah, it's, it's just true. Maybe you're Danny who buys multiple boxes of WrestleMania. I'm a psychopath. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why, but <laughs> goodbye. Na 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 Do not come back. <laughs> anyway, moving along. So we were supposed to talk about this last week, but we actually ended up skipping over it. But I think it was important to bring back up. So a little known and realized update for 2020 Tops Finest. So not sure if how many people know this out there, but there's an extended short print checklist. So this checklist had a mix of rookies and legends that are very rare, only approximately about one to two per case. So what other info have you guys seen and are they selling well in the secondary market? Because I I don't know much about it until you guys had mentioned it. Yeah. uh, David Lloyd uh, in the major uh, podcast group completed the set. And I didn't realize how many people were in this set. And it's yeah. huge, it was impressive to complete this. I knew the rock was in it. I knew since I opened up a lot of the product, I knew the rock was in it. I know Goldberg was in it. I knew stone cold was in it and I knew Gronkowski was in it. Now looking at his pictures, not only that, they also had Goldberg in it, Bret Hart. I've never even seen that card before. Stone cold, the Shawn Michaels is in it. They had a lot of legends in it, which I thought was awesome. I thought that was a great yeah. idea and a great product. Great way to get that out. I, you know, kudos to Top Spiders. I thought whoever thought of that was genius. Now, I think they missed the ball on 
Do they really need an Ember Moon in the extended set? Do they really need an Italia? I love them, but I feel like they should have just stepped, you know, kept to the legends, the extended set, and anybody that's currently on the product, keep them in the regular set. But right. again, what are your guys' thoughts on it? I thought it was awesome. I love I loved the cards. I realized they were rare because I was seeing these things pop up on eBay and I was like, wow, like I have never seen the Bret Hart card. I never saw the Stone Cold card in person, the Shawn Michaels card, the Undertaker. And I love that a, they were included in the set and B that they were short printed because they should be. And I agree with you hundred percent leave the, you know, the rookies and the current roster guys, you know, you know, one through 50 as a base set and then, or one through hundred, whatever. And then the extended set, keep, you know, the legends, and I think it's a great idea. I mean, the cards are beautiful. I loved even the images they chose. I loved the, the image of Austin they chose. The Brett card's great. Even the Goldberg card is great. I wish they were a little bit more common, just because personally, I would wish I would have got more. But I mean, from a collecting standpoint or an investing standpoint, I know you guys are happy that they're rare because they're worth more. Right. Well, yeah, that's the thing. It's like if they were easy to find, no one would care about it. You know, I didn't even realize until, you know, Paul texted me about it and mentioned it because I probably have pulled a few and just tossed them. So I'm someone that doesn't collect, you know, full checklist or, you know, collect base cards and different things. So to me, just going through it, it just looked like another base card. So I'm just tossing them out. I'm looking for the autos, the, the parallels, refractors and different things. And I'm skipping over it. And now I go on eBay to see what some of these are selling for. I mean... You can't find one of these things in a popular star's name under 20, 30 bucks. Yeah, I want to say like Brett, Brett Hart's like 40 to 50, Stone Cold around the same thing, I think. The Rock is even more. Uh, Undertaker is like 50, 60, 40, you know, it depends. Um, right. So, which is cool. care about it, which is great. Yeah, that's cool. Because uh, the Undertaker and Topps Chrome, that's a, a $2 card because it's, it's in every set. Right, it's a base card. This, it's a base card. This, they made it more rare it's i think it's the same image to be honest with you and yeah it's it's the same card something too is it you know and again if you collect other things you'll know this just from collecting other things but like baseball you know tops does that a lot where their short printed baseball player their athletes or whatever are you know typically legends so and they're then they sell very well because people are still fans of those players and it's cool to see a, a legend in that format or that design, you know? So like tops baseball does this in their flagship series, series one, series two uh, update. And uh, sometimes I'll go back and I'll look at like a player that I collect within baseball and I'll go and look for specifically for the short prints, because I love the design of that particular year. And I just want that player in that design. So in this case, it's the same exact thing. I love that you can get a Bret Hart card, a new Bret Hart card in the same finest format as, you know, an Alexa Bliss or Roman Reigns. Uh, I love how, like even Danny said, he must have skipped over a million of them. You didn't even know the difference because they they were formatted the same. They weren't in an insert. It was a, a short printed, you know, base card basically or extended print. So I, I was, I thought it was great. Now, did Finest have the alternate pictures or was that Chrome with the, uh four it was the one four there's roman numerals behind it oh so that was the chrome was the image variation that That was was the image variation chrome so they did i like how chrome did that and 
Finest right. did this. So Finest, they, it was, I think, starting at number, card number 100 and on. That's how you knew that it was a short print. Yeah, I, I think it was I could 101. Short to perfect. Yeah, I think it was 101. Yeah. If they just kept it to Legends, this would have been perfect. I think this, I think next year they need to do this again. Just keep it to Legends. I'm a big fan, though, a, of... Uh, I love like short prints. I love uh, photo variations. I love looking for stuff like that. I think it's a great added bonus and it adds, it adds value to a product. You know, so now all of a sudden you buy a box, maybe you didn't hit the autos that you wanted, but you pulled the rock short print or the, you know, base variant or extended print, whatever it is. Now all of a sudden you're like, wow, okay. I spent a hundred dollars on this box. My autos were maybe, you know, 20 bucks, but I got this rock card. That's like 80. Now I just made my money back on the box. You know, maybe and, you got that card in a parallel or a refractor. I mean, it just, it's added value. Right. And the fact that they made them parallels. Right. So like Tops yeah. of Baseball doesn't they make their short prints, you know, numbered. Right. This, you could get the, you know, John Cena short print numbered out of 10, numbered out of five or a one of one. I love that. So the checklist started from card number 101 and went to card 125. So Big Show at 101 was the first. And I love that they kept it short and sweet there See, weren't like, 100 base cards 100 short prints 25 short prints makes it rare i think there are one or two per case you, you know the big names and for the most part and you know go get them i love that but that's the, it's like paul's paul's right like i'm looking through this checklist it's like do we did we really need a Kalisto short print or a jackson Riker short print you know i'm gonna tell like, you right now i pulled that Kalisto and i didn't know it was a short print i just thought it was him jumping up in the air i pulled the <laughs> Jinder Mahal didn't know it was a short print. I did yeah, the Jinder same with Mahal's card 102. Yeah. Yep, they didn't know. So just yeah, if they keep it the legends the next year. Yeah, keep it the legends. It's gonna be a perfect, uh, perfect product. And all the pictures are ma- amazing. I think the one they missed it was the Triple H one. He's doing like a weird knee. You barely tell it's him. He's but, kneeing uh, my boy uh, Dolph Ziggler. That's it. Yeah, they Very just depressing. keep to the superstars and the legends. I think that Gronkowski money. Sorry, the Gronkowski card is gonna be a lot of money. You know, I did buy it, but if he comes back, that is his rookie card. How many did you buy? Up. Just one, man. That's it. Well, it's it's expensive card. <laughs> it's like thirty. The, uh, the super fractor just sold. How much? I want to say like eight hundred bucks. Yikes. That's not bad, man. That's not bad. He comes back. Not so auto. charismatic. Yeah, that's, that's that is crazy. That is why. You think that's crazy high? I think there's I mean, room for considering that. Considering you can get a one of one auto of him in in his Patriots uniform. For like not around rookie. the same price. No, I think that's good. I think that's a good investment. I know we were talking about it a little last week. You think it's a little high. I think it's a little good. I think it's good. I think there's room for that. I'm telling you, if he comes back, that jumps up to a fifteen hundred dollar card. I'm telling you, he oh, wins that twenty four seven title again. Boom. <laughs> At WrestleMania. Again. Rob Gronkowski's up on the perch. Don't do it. Oh my God. Uh, Gronk took out everyone. Wait a minute. Is covering at wrestlemania but so. yeah, also we got some more tops news so also on tops.com is the latest in this moment in wwe history so this week we have road dog winning the ic title we have mr t and hulk hogan tagging at wrestlemania and bret hart defeating yokozuna for the wwe title so these cards are available all month long much to like how last month we saw the Daniel Bryan and Eddie Guerrero. So not sure if, you know, you guys are going to be buying this. I think the Bret Hart is probably going to be the biggest one of the three of them. That card would look cool too. Uh, I mean, Hogan. 
I think Hogan. I think Brett beats him out because the 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 mm-hmm. Hogan and Mr. T card just features Mr. T. Hogan is oh out. okay, so maybe that's yeah, it does change it, things. But... Oh, you didn't know? Well, also on tops. Uh... <laughs> We got more living. Your ass better call somebody. (laughs) (laughs) Cards ten and eleven came out. Actually, it's I. So I made an error. It's eleven and twelve. Actually, eleven and oh wow, you're just messing up all of the numbers today, man. Yeah, I know my numbers. Episode four. Yeah, nice. Um, (laughs) So this week was Shinsuke Nakamura. (laughs) And uh, was it Akira Tuaza? Akira Tazawa. Tazawa. Wow. So much the, that you know about watching the current product. Well, I legit had to look it go up. Go buy them, I guess. Course. I mean, I don't know what you want me to say. I don't know. I'm not buying it. Um, yeah, I'm not going to. I thought the Shinsuke card was a cool card. I thought uh, it, was it was a cool, cool. picture. I give it. But, um, so do you think Tazawa is going to be the lowest printed run so far? Yes. It's a hard yes, yes. All right, so over under seven fifty. Under. Yeah, if he breaks five hundred, I'll be shocked. Wow. Yeah, same. same. All he does is run a, run around for the twenty four seven title. And yeah. Sometimes he wins in it. his uh in his. I watch the product. <laughs> oh, he's in a ninja suit now. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think he. I, don't, I think you're right. I don't think he sells five hundred. I want to meet the person that's like picking the order for this. I mean, yeah, it, put it Harry? this way. Speaking of living set, we have more print runs. Lashley was 1,031. And he's now the champion. I bought one. Tozawa is not going to break 500. Okay. Listen, I mean, the, but these are all selling well out of the gate. I mean, if you, you look think at so? tops. Yeah, if you compare this to tops now, tops now averages like 100 to 300 cards per run. You know, this everything's been over a thousand. And look at well, a big I, name like Austin. Austin did five thousand. So I'm actually I'm very curious to see what the Undertaker's print run is. And it's interesting to see also that, you know, we have Lashley at 1031 and MVP at 1024. It seems like there hasn't been a big disparity between the two superstars that are put together. Yeah. Minus Austin and Trish. Right. Which Trish had about three thousand thirty five hundred. Yeah. So well, she did still like the great. Both. Yeah, she's she's number two right now in sales. So I think I think well, it's, yeah. it's on a good run so far. They just they need to put better stars out there to keep people interested. Yeah, I think so too. You're gonna start losing people with say his name again. Akira Tazawa. <laughs> You're gonna start losing people with that guy. <laughs> Shinsuke Nakamura. No, nah, I mean Shinsuke, I think will will sell well. I think he'll be at about a thousand at least. If that I but I think know. rather than people buying both of their cards. I think people are going to load up on Shinsuke. That's my prediction. It's just so hard to people want to be, you know, completists. And once you like get, yeah, to, you got to get it to like you got to get it, and then you start fading out and stuff like that. But you're fading out by card eleven. I'm not right? into this yet. Yeah, I'm. I'm only buying the the big dogs. Yeah, like, I'm. Um, I just. I don't know. I, oh, I don't know. you didn't know. Damn. Oh, you didn't know. What kind of dog are you talking about? 
<laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> not that one. I'm talking about Roman here. Yeah. Yeah, the big dog. But big if you're not a first ballot Hall of Famer, I'm probably not buying you in the living set. Valid. <laughs> I mean, it's fair. So you're yeah. not buying Shinsuke. You don't think he's a Hall of Fame potential? First ballot. First ballot. <laughs> okay. All right. Fair. So, well, I could be wrong. You could be this next biggest one. star later. All right. So I, I'm just gonna say the first part because then Paul's gonna shit on me for the second part. So an interesting note about the 1997 Panini stickers. So I'm I'm scrolling through Twitter and I see people discussing the cards and people didn't know that these were legit stickers. Like you could peel the sticker from the card back and use it as a sticker. So let's talk genius. about sticker book gate. Yeah, yeah go ahead, Paul. Talk just about the, take us. Let's, a let's talk about this. Well, Danny so, decided to take his future kids, you know, tuition money and make a sticker yeah. book. <sighs> Yeah, that paid. That paid for. Uh, definitely is paying for books, college books. But <laughs> I'm, I'll make I'm a long more st- mad than you are because those were supposed to be mine. Yeah, that, I didn't. Let's he, make a Danny long story short. All here. his doubles yeah. and, his, and his, you know, the ones that weren't supposed to grade well. He's like, oh, you can have them for your collection. I still have a great. stack for you. Well, so. uh, I mean, I, I'm going to need them before you add more to your book. Okay, so yeah. basically, well, what let's I tell did, the story. I, when I first found out about this, I saw on the eBay seller's account. He was selling the boxes for 200. That was his asking. So he was, he ended up having the, oh no, I'm sorry. Was it? Uh, yeah, it was 200. So I found that he also had the sticker book that came with it. So it was packaged in a lot and it was like 50 extra bucks more. So instead of offering, I offered him 200 instead of 250, he accepted. So basically I thought that the sticker book, because you couldn't find this anywhere on eBay. I thought it was rare. So my logic was, okay, I'm going to buy the box, but then I'm also going to buy the sticker book. So what I then wanted to do was take the excess stickers I had and put it in the book for my collection. Okay. Not okay, understanding that's... that Paul had a brilliant idea that I, it didn't even dawn on me. So I'll let Paul go in from here. So I want to give you credit for that 97 sticker set that you put me Thank onto. You. Thank you. So he tells me about that. I go, He's right. That is the Rocks rookie card. I'm considering that his number one rookie card. I go on eBay instantly, and I see a guy selling five of them for $200 a box. So I offer him, I'll buy all five of them for $100 a box, thinking we're going to start negotiating, and he just accepts. <laughs> so I got five boxes for $500, so $100 a box. Unfortunately, yeah. I didn't get a sticker book, which I didn't even think the sticker book was <laughs> anything. So... I and my logic is I open it, open up all the packs, I take out all the stone colds, all the rocks, every rock that's in there, I take out to get graded. He has his rookie card, and he also has like cards where he's cut in half, he's cut in four. And if you put them together, it makes a cool picture. So I'm like, oh, I'll get these all in the sticker book, in the sticker book, or in you just hold them next to each other. You don't really need to use the stickers, (laughs) you just hold them next to each other. I'm like, oh, if I get all four of these graded. And you put them together. That's a cool thing to look at. It's a, it's going to be a rare thing. I don't think anybody has all four of these. So there's about what 12 of them. So I sent them all every rock one I sent in to get graded. I thought, <laughs> all right, let me get these graded. So I was telling Danny about that. He's like, Oh, this is what I do with my extra ones. He pulls out his, <laughs> his kid, his kid's sticker book, which is like an eight year old would do. And he's showing off how he put these rock stickers so perfectly on his sticker book, like the top and the bottom, like the one where he's fr- like cross bodying somebody. And I'm just thinking in my head, you get those graded. That's probably like a $300, if they grade high, a $300 sticker book page right there. And I was just disgusted. I'm still not over it. (laughs) 
throwing up. He's thinking this guy's burning money. I don't know. He's so impressed with his kid's sticker book here that he's just burning money. He used what? How many stickers did you put? Right, six rock stickers up there. So I ended up filling up every rock sticker option on the on those two pages. That's oh disgusting. So I I filled it out. So but I I didn't just do that with the rock. I did it with Austin. I did it with HBK. Oh I did it with God. Triple H. You didn't even get me through that. Oh my! You went. Oh my Ahmed God. Johnson got the his stickers on the page. So oh, well, that's fine. Nobody cares about Ahmed Johnson or the, <laughs> the Henry Godwins. You could put those on there, but you just wait. You know, I saw the whole rock sticker set sell for $700. Yeah, I saw like, that too. Including, you saw that, everyone. Yeah. So you send one to PSA, the other 11 you have on that. You might as well send that page again and grade by, by PSA. See if uh, yeah, I mean, that. I might as well send them the book. But so you got Paul. Uh, who is sending in anything with the, you know, if the rock's elbow is in a card or in a sticker, shoulders in one of them because it's yeah. the rock's body part. And then you got Danny who's making art in his book <laughs> with hundreds, if not thousands of dollars worth of stickers. I may be wrong. Let's ask the people, people message us on Instagram. <laughs> if you team Danny, that you want to make a cool sticker book that you can, you know, show off the friends at, I guess, parties and stuff like that you could bring it downstairs show it off <laughs> the wife maybe bring it to like a so, middle school class and should we show use, it off those guys should or we use a hashtag for this me. yeah panini sticker gate yeah so if anyone wants to join in on the conversation use hashtag panini sticker gate and we're gonna we're gonna discuss so just so everyone knows if you're talking to someone on our twitter instagram it's probably me so when you direct the message at card foundation I'm going to be the one looking at it. Yeah. So just keep that in mind. Well, and now I'll look at it as well. I won't be responding because I don't have the password or anything, but I will be looking <laughs> at it as well. I'll tell you what, actually. I, and if people think that I'm crazy for having this book, when it's your kid's birthday, Paul, I'm going to give them the book as a gift. And then he can fill in the rest of the excess stickers you have. And we're going to figure out, me and him are going to figure out how to peel it off and put it back on the, <laughs> yeah, yeah, using a- on the back or whatever, or... Yeah. Gooby gone or whatever it's called. <laughs> oh man. I get this PSA one. <laughs> All right. Well, let's round out. Uh, post news post those pictures and... on Instagram, by the way, of your book. All right. I'll, I'll post the pictures of the sticker book. And when my comeback graded, I'll post my pictures. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's see where the value you guys are. pick up this week. Makari's been good to me, man. She's been good to me. Yeah. Yeah, I never really used it. I started getting in the I game. I feel like Macari is like the the ugly stepbrother of, I don't know. eBay? Yeah, I, I just, <laughs> online shopping, I guess. I don't know. I've had like weird, I've had like very weird interactions on that. I, I don't know. I deleted it. You talk to the people? I just buy their stuff and don't. I don't no, it's just like, I don't know. The, the stuff on there is weird. It's like shopping in a virtual flea market. I, don't know. I think there's there's some value on there. I bought a what, Vince McMahon Funko Pop for like eleven dollars, mm. like shipped. Nice. So That's not to, bad. That's what it would retail for. So yeah, I got a. I went down a ho- little rabbit hole, which I I find myself going sometimes. The Rock John Cena cards. Okay. So, so I bought I bought a lot of cards where they're in it together, like the 2015 set that rode the WrestleMania. Yeah. Terrible, oh, terrible idea. Yeah. Thought it was trash. As I said, as I said, I was like, "God damn it!" <laughs> as I said, it should be a subsection. But um, yeah, I bought the the card where the Rock and John Cena are staring at each other, 
There's another card I bought. I bought five of those. I bought five of uh, The Rock, um, giving The Rock bottom to John Cena. I bought five of those, and I bought five of the where they're standing outside um, WrestleMania with both their hands up in the air. I bought five of those as well, mm-hmm. where uh, The Rock and John had their hands up in the air. I think that's uh, New York WrestleMania. I thought that was real cool to have them both, both, both huge stars. And then to have right. And uh, any one of them comes out of PSA 10, I think it'd be rare and I think it'd be something cool. So that's really yeah. where, uh, where I got this week. So I, I ended up getting a couple things. I ended up buying, I mentioned actually last week that I got the Stephanie McMahon rookie lot. So I don't know what it was, but the pick, the condition of the cards in the picture were not what I got. So <sighs> I know, really disappointed. Like if you look at the pictures of the auction, there's like no whites on the corners and edges until I ended up getting them. It's almost like the guy pulled the switcheroo. How'd they ship them? What was the shipping? So they were all penny sleeved in a giant top loader. Yeah, a lot of people do that. That's fine. Yeah, that should be all right. But like, if I send you the pictures of the auction and then of the cards, you're going to think that they like swapped out. Like they had multiples of these and they just sent me the worst ones. Damn. That's, know, that's a t- happens a lot. Happens a lot to me. Like, you take like, you take a, them, Go ahead. You take, a, you, like, you take a risk buying these cards, especially the way that people ship them, or you can't see the damages on them. So it's tough to buy. If you're buying a high end card raw, you got to be crazy. You got to get that slabbed. Wrestling yeah. cards you buy, you buy a two to five dollar card. That's all right. You can take the risk if it's you know it doesn't come in great condition. You're not really out that much. You're not happy about it, but you're not out that much. You can't really complain right. about it. But uh. You never know how these people are going to ship them or how it's going to come and stuff like that. Definitely yeah. a risk. So, but into actually what I purchased from this week. So I got a 2006 Rock Tops Heritage Chrome card. So nice. for whatever reason, the legends in that set are starting to pick up some steam and sell for a lot. So I, I wanted to get the Rock. I ended up getting Sasha Banks's Tops Heritage rookie card. And that was from 2015. <laughs> $12? 11 <laughs> That's why you were watching that one too. One hundred percent. We really got to start like actually texting. It to the <laughs> I know. I knew the price of it. Yeah, you were, you were up by a dollar. Did you, did you get it? Uh, did you get it yet? I think I'm supposed to get it tomorrow. I was worried about the condition on it. I was zooming in on it. I was, yeah, I felt like I saw a soft. You know when I get it. it. Let me know. But and then I also got just because I saw the documentary and I loved it. I bought a. 2020 tops undisputed biggie auto and that's out of 199 i just think he he seems like a, a cool dude like i think when people look back at the new day they're gonna regret not buying more of them you know like xavier woods is incredibly famous now in the video game community biggie seems like he could do big things in the future same thing with kofi so i'm gonna start to load up on new day you know autos and rookie cards and stuff i think that could go up over time so I started with him. And then I lastly, I got a lot of the Shields rookie cards. So from 2013 tops, I got Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, and Dean Ambrose. How me. much? 50. Ooh, those went up already? Yeah. Dude, well, I, I bought it for 50. Bought it so for 50. it ended like... up being like 16 a card. Yeah, that's a man. I'm that, glad I that... stocked up on those boxes. I told Bro, you. That Roman Reigns card is up. Like that card is between like twenty and forty. Really? So I I saw the three of them and I was like, you know, I why not take a risk on this? It's a no brainer. That's I I told you I got 
10 sealed boxes, 10 sealed blaster boxes of that. I bought 15. I opened five for myself, but I got 10 sealed ones. For oh, like man. 20 a box or something like that. Was, that the, was it 2013 Tops WWE or was it best of? No, WWE. I got it. It's just regular border. WWE, right? Regular WWE. Okay. I'm going to have to take a look into that, see if I can get any blasters or something anywhere. But that was it for me. Easy little week. Yeah, I didn't get much. It's my, uh, what do you call it? Watch list on eBay. I maxed out on things you could watch, which I didn't even know was a thing. I didn't know but, that either. Yeah, it told me I had to delete stuff to watch more stuff because I felt like I was just, I was doing a lot of research this week. I was kind of just looking around and I'm trying to figure out, you know, where I want my collection to go or what I think, you know, maybe buying a couple of things that like in bulk, um, you know, for like investment purposes. And whoa, I, whoa, whoa. Up- I like I that. I like yeah. that. Well, for it's all research, you know, for the pod. Uh, Air, we'll have we'll have a soccer card talk because now oh that's Johnny's new hole. thing. My God, I am in. I went down a rabbit hole. It's what a what a wild market. Um, we'll talk so that's for that. not for another show, but I uh, I did actually pick up. I was trying to get ahead of the curve, but it didn't. It ended up not working out. But it's okay because I like him. I went back and bought more of those the uh, AEW All In Okada cards. Because mm. I thought there was a chance that he was the special surprise person. Ah, I like trying to be ahead of the ahead of the curve. Yeah. Huh? So there were some rumors that there was a chance, and I was like, once I feel like once American fans got to know him and you know got more, I guess, in tune with who he is, and I feel like he would be a big seller. But it ended up being Christian, um, so I was kind of wrong there. But whatever. I think those cards have a lot of value still, the uh, all-in cards. And I know you guys have a bunch of sets of those, so yep. it doesn't hurt to have. Yep. That was really it. I mean, I bought a bunch of soccer stuff that is just crazy right now. I can't even believe I fell in this hole. Mm. Um, and, yeah, that was really it for me. All right, so that'll wrap it up for our news recap and some purchases. And we're going to head over to our new segment of the show right after this. This is independent wrestler and create a pro graduate, Johnny Clash. And I'm here with my partner in podcasting, George Feast. And together, we're the Game Marks Podcast. Each week on our podcast, we do a deep dive into the good, the bad, and the awesome of wrestling video games and offer up our ratings of Play It Forever or Future Endeavor. How do your favorite games hold up? Are they some of the all-time greats? Or are you playing them with nostalgia goggles? We release new episodes every Monday, so be sure to find us wherever great podcasts can be found and on all social media at Game Marks Pod. The Game Marks Podcast. Time to play the games. All right, guys, welcome back and welcome to our newest segment where we're going to take a step back and we're going to talk about some vintage card sets. So last week on the show, I mentioned that we wanted to start talking about more iconic sets or even newer sets and kind of break down the set in total, you know, who was in it, what cards to look for, uh, interesting facts about the checklist and stuff like that. So with that said, I asked, you know, if anyone had an idea for a set to kick off the segment, let us know. Well, on Twitter, we heard from one of our listeners at Joey Huds, who suggested that we dive into either 2001 or 2002 Fleer. So since this is the first time doing this segment, 
we're going to jump in and do 2002 Fleer. So the set was called 2002 Fleer uh, All Access, WWF All Access. Came out April 2002. And uh, you guys. Well, did you, you want to do All Access or did you want to do Royal Rumble? Yeah, I thought we were talking Royal Rumble. That's what I was my first thought. Uh, I, Damn, I have brother. I'm all, good brother. I'm looking Royal Rumble. Yeah, who, <laughs> I thought the all, who the oh, hell's in you, all I access? Know. All right. Okay. Well, let's talk about both. Okay. So you could start then with access because I was prepared for Royal Rumble. Okay. Yeah. No, I did all I did all access. Name, name I, think the top, the, I think it's the more interesting set. All right. Name the top four rookies in all access. No, it doesn't have Cena. <laughs> <laughs> but it's got Arguably one of the more the most famous Triple H auto, autos to ever pull. All right, I'll give you that. Okay, hard. You know like that. That's one. Of, so I'm gonna kind of break down the set. So they came in hobby boxes, just like break it down. Now. Break it down. <laughs> Twenty four packs per hobby box. You get eight cards per uh, eight cards per pack. There was a hundred cards in the set. There was a fifty base set. There was uh, inserts off the mat. Road to uh, road to the ring. There was memorabilia and autos at a time when that really wasn't a big thing or not, you know, necessarily how it is now. They were just starting companies like Fleer and Tops, Upper Deck. They were just starting to make, you know, relic cards, memorabilia cards, autographed cards. And I think that's where this set was really known for. There wasn't any memorable rookie cards or base cards in the set, but they became known for a lot of their autos and relics. So... Fleer actually used pieces of chairs, pieces of garbage cans, tables from the events rather than just using shirt relics. And they became extremely collectible. Um, actually, there was a card. It was called uh, one of the subsets was called Matchmakers. And there was a piece of milk carton from in a Kurt Angle card. That's cool. And That's cool. I'll give you that. People went nuts for it because of the whole, you know, Milkomania thing. Mm. Um Autos were on card and they were called off the mat autos. So there was a piece of like an enlarged piece of the mat and then an autograph on card. Some people ended up signing on the mat and then some people ended up signing around the mat. It was a short checklist. It was Jim Ross, Lita, RVD, Stacy, uh, Stacy Keebler, the Hurricane, Tori Wilson, Trish Stratus, and Triple H. Triple H is the one that really that was like the card that everyone wanted and went after it became extremely expensive. I think it was like seven, $800 at one point. Wow. It was the only certified pack pulled triple H auto until he signed for tops like 10 years later. Wow. So people really went crazy for that card. There was actually one redemption, but the redemption was never returned and it was never signed. So it never, no one really counts it. And it was Maven. Maven never sent his cards back. Really? So yeah, I might so have to get some people if, we know on the horn. Yeah, I, I'd be talk to, to Maven if he about has that. Any. Maybe he kept a couple. I mean, according to Fleer, he they never received the Maven cards back. So I don't know. Maybe he threw them out, or I don't know what happened. To That's him, wild. Yeah. So it's pretty interesting. Um, but again, I mean, I this was completely. I thought we were talking about the set the whole time. The last kind of tidbit i wanted to talk about with this set was that it was the last card set with wwf because a month after this card set came out they changed their name to wwe and it's never been changed since so it's considered the one of the last wwf products put out 
by the company. That's some very good information, All brother. Right. All right. I actually did my research and I picked the damn wrong set. Yeah, you definitely <laughs> picked the wrong set because I'm oh, doing yeah, research because... on. All right, on the rookie class here. Uh, yeah, let's talk about the rookie class. And uh, well, I wanted to say that good brother Maven information is awesome. And when I see Maven, I'm going to ask him about that. And then if by chance he has them, get those babies. You have, to mail, <laughs> you have to mail those redemptions to me, and I'll send them back at a small fee. <laughs> Always hustling out here. I love it. <laughs> but, yeah. So why don't uh, Paul take us through the rookies for 2002 Fleer Royal Rumble? Yeah, 2002 Fleer Royal Rumble. This is. Well, I thought we were talking about here. Cena, Brock Lesnar, Orton, Batista, possibly, if not the best rookie class of all time. Yeah. First bouts across the board. That's four. I would say four of the best names ever. I'm not talking about milk cartons on uh, cards here. (laughs) John Cena's rookie card, Raw, goes for $200. Brock, 30 to 50. Orton, 30 to 40. Batista, 40 to 50. All Raw graded i'm sure these are gonna be in the thousands and i saw somebody selling a sealed box of wax i, what, I honestly want to say like ten thousand dollars you're selling a sealed box of this for i saw that as well do you know what the price was was it like, it was I like ten thousand. yeah it was like 10 i was like well wow. that's what he was asking i don't know if it sold he was or, asking yeah i was looking about throwing an offer in there for a thousand i got a, i got a hot take about this set how the cards are terrible and they're all like no, I don't think anybody is going to care about anyone but Cena. So they're I not going to care about Batista. Nope. No, you're wrong. You're wrong. Yeah. Nope. So you th- you'd rather have a sealed box of your set than a sealed box of this set? No, I mean I don't <laughs> oh. care about sealed. I don't care about sealed sets. But I'm, what I'm saying is, I just don't think wrestling fans in 10, 15 years from now are going to care about Batista or care about Randy Orton the way they they care about John Cena. Okay, so just because Cena might be valued astronomically through the moon doesn't mean that, you know, Orton and Lesnar and Batista are going to be that much worse. I mean, they're going to be more expensive than other base cards. But like they're a not lot gonna, of other base cards. They're not going to be, you know, 85 Hogan status or they're yeah, just not. I think this this would be this is a good thing to think about in 30 years from now. Do you think people are going to care about Hulk Hogan's cards anymore? Uh, there will still be people that will care, but he will not be like the pinnacle. Right, because when you think about it, the, the, the crowd that grew up with Hogan, you know, 30, 40 years ago, when those people eventually move on and they get old and the, the current collectors in the hobby are people that grew up in this generation, I think they're going to care even more so about this rookie class than they would a Hulk Hogan card. Yeah, I mean, here's another hot take. I'm 30 years old. I don't own a single thing of anything Hulk Hogan. Well, you didn't do anything with it. I mean, we grew up with... I don't care. We grew up with NWO Hogan, which obviously was special at that time. But we didn't grow up with Hulkamania Hulk Hogan. No. uh, he Hulkamania Hogan, you know, eat your vitamins and say your prayers and, you know, Mr. T and... What I, that wasn't my era, you know? So now fast forward another 10 years from now or another 15 years from now, you're going to have people that you're going to have wrestling fans that are buying this stuff that are borderline, not know who John Cena is. That's not true. I completely disagree. I mean, when, when John, John Cena is almost to the point where 
I mean, if you're six, seven, eight years old and you're getting into WWE, you watching John Cena live on Monday nights? No. No, but you're watching Randy Orton. I said Cena. Well, but you you were talking about the set, no? You're talking about the, the rookie class of them four. No, I think I think Cena will be them. the card. I think Cena will end up being the card out of the set, but I just don't look at Batista or Randy Orton the same. Now, Lesnar is a little bit different because he crossed over to UFC. More people know him. But I, so I totally disagree. I, I would rank my four if you rank them in terms of long-term value. I have Cena at one. I have Orton at two. Batista at three. Lesnar at four. I got a lot of points I want to make here. Good. The, the Hogan. The Hogan situation you said that people aren't going to remember Hogan. Nobody ever see Hogan wrestle. Would you ever see Mickey Mantle play? You ever seen him? Point. You ever seen him? No, I don't I care about say, What is card? What is card just sell for? Did he just break records? What is PSA graded card? Yeah, but it's being sure bought the- by people that care. You're not getting a 20 year old kid's not buying a 52 Mantle. He doesn't even know who Mickey Mantle is. He doesn't care. He wants an Aaron Judge. Yeah, but it's still the it's still sold higher. I'm not asking. Right. I'm not finding out the buyer's history. Like, what's your thoughts well, on? Yeah, that? I mean, it's still, still sold be, for five know, million. It's still going to be 50, right. 60, 70 year old guys that are probably buying these Hogan cards for investments. But it's not fifteen year old, twenty year old kids. No, but they're still selling high. So it's still irrelevant. It's like Ty Cobb, nobody, nobody here saw Ty Cobb play. The person that bought his card didn't see Ty Cobb play. But again, right. that card still goes for a lot of money. But historically, he knows about him. Yeah. So the, I think those they're not going to lose value these cards at, at all. I don't think so because Hogan's going to be basically the Mickey Mantle of wrestling. Now, in order right. of who these these are four people that are crossover hits: Cena, movie star; Brock Lesnar, UFC. Orton's been in a few movies. He's the one that's least likely. But Batista, movie star, the, the Guardians of the Galaxy, that's a movie. It's one of the biggest movies of all time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know of all time, but it's a big movie. I don't know. But it's a good movie. I no, saw it on is. an airplane once. I saw it on an airplane once. It's a good movie. So this is, if not the best rookie set out. And I would put Cena one, Batista two, Brock three, Orton four. But I hope Orton, he's still got plenty to, you know, he's still got a long career. He could jump into movies easily. He could. But that, that's what he's I'm saying. I think talented. he could do anything. He's still young. At the end of the day, I don't even know. people that are collecting wrestling cards are wrestling fans. So when you look back at Orton's career, I think he's going to finish with a top five career of all time. He's he's one of the two, three people that are close to breaking Flair's championship record. Orton's a compiler. Or, yeah, but you have to be on top of your game ah. for that means, you know, 20 years. You, know, you could say Hulk Hogan's a compiler. That guy wrestled for Fair. three, four decades in a row. You said Ric Flair's compiler. Yeah, Ric Flair's been wrestling since the 70s. But do people... Oh man, I don't know, man. I just... Do people care about Randy Orton? I do. I'm an Orton fan. Well, that's great. I but care about... Are too. I care about, you know, a lot of things that people don't care about. Let me ask you a question. What's the, the card you just picked up from the all-in set? Okada. Uh, Okada. I guarantee you more people care about Randy Orton than Okada. Thank you. Yeah. Preach. Preach. I guarantee you. I guarantee but, you. Oh, my brother. Testify. But why? Then why can I go? I, know I go on eBay. I'm going to look, you know, look for cards. I can, you know, John Cena auto, Brock Lesnar auto. They sell you know, for their fortune. I can go on and get a Randy Orton autograph, autograph card for 50 bucks right now. Same price as Yo Shirai. Because Orton, if he's well, so Orton's good, still... if he's so you know, revered. 
Yeah, he's but, under he's undervalued right now, but he's gonna that value. Yeah, when he retires and he's gone and you don't get anything of him anymore, I think it's going up. Oh, you didn't know? <laughs> <laughs> I just I I disagree. All right, let's do this. You buy what? What's your guy? I still don't know his name. All in uh, Okada. Okada. Johnny loves buy, Tozawa. Yeah, yeah. You, you buy your Tozawa autographs. <laughs> and I'll buy an Orton autograph. <laughs> and we'll talk in 10 years and see which one's worth more money. I'm not saying it's a bad set. I, I think that John Cena card will be a, an 85 Hogan, a, a 97 Rock. It's going to be up there. John Cena is considered one of the, you know, the greatest entertainers or workers or whatever in history. I mean, I get it. But like, I don't know. I just do people care more about Batista, the wrestler or Batista, the actor. They'll care about both. I don't I don't think Batista's wrestling career was worthy enough to have an iconic rookie card. Okay, so just as an FYI to you, do you care about Jake the Snake Roberts? Personally? Yeah, I I mean, I respect, you know, the history. No, professionally. Not no. personally, professionally. He's no, he. I mean, I don't. I didn't. Well, I didn't grow up with him or anything, so I don't. You know, care that much. Okay, so his card from that eighty-five Opeachy set in a PSA ten just sold at twenty-four hundred dollars. Oh, I mean, come on! It's the that's not. First of all, that's an iconic set. Second of all, you okay, know how hard it is. No, to get no, no, PSA no, 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 no. You know how hard it is to get PSA tens in anything in that set. Time out. We're saying that this is an iconic set. Please. Oh, here we go. Yeah, but if PSA 10 start popping up all over the place, then no, no one, it's, it's not going to be. Okay, and it's it, not going to be a lot of 20, 30 years. Right now. In 20, 30 years, a PSA 10 Orton and Lesnar Batista from this set will outsell that 85 OPG Jake Roberts 10 all day. Yes. This is a black border set. There's going to be a lot of, it's going to be know. hard to get 10. I, I, just, I don't look at set. it like that. I look at like, you know, take a guy like Shawn Michaels, Shawn Michaels, one of the greatest ever. His rookie cards don't sell like that. No, yeah, don't. he's undervalued. You know, we got to talk about his rookie card. He's in the what the ninety-one classic. We, oh no, he's we'll, in the ninety classic. Yeah, we'll definitely dive into him because he's yeah, got, we'll he's, got like, he's interesting too because you know his rookie is technically not alone, and then he started you know then he broke off with the Rockers and he started having his own cards. So it's it's you know there's some debate with that. Okay, but I don't know. We'll I mention mean, him on rookie talk next week. Listen, I'm not trying to you know completely disregard the, the set i i just i don't know maybe it's just not my personal favorite set i don't know it's not my personal well if they gave it to me my personal favorite set it's not my personal <laughs> favorite set but it's got the most value ask joey huds what um when you asked this question what set were you talking about oh i mean i know he know. was talking about <laughs> yeah. the johnson 0102 fleer so <laughs> I'm talking about milk milk carton relics. I get you. You're lucky that saved the whole set. To be honest, with you. that was cool. And the Maven facts, actually. That's uh, and then all right. I give you had a lot of yeah, I know. cool information yeah. on that. You guys are Still jumping down my set. throat, and I you know Paul's gonna have you know the entire population of Maven <laughs> unsigned redemption cards at PSA. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're gonna slide in that Good Brothers DMs when I see him. Yeah, we have about three days before this episode airs to to message him. <laughs> oh man, but. Yeah, I thought that was a it was a good talk, and we're going to continue to talk about more vintage sets, you know, as the show continues to go on. 
it might not be something that we feature every single week, but it's just another added segment, you know, to, for us to discuss. And I think people are turning their attention to vintage stuff, whether it's eighties wrestling, nineties wrestling, it's becoming more and more popular. So we want to discuss some of the more famous sets and famous cards from those eras, well, especially too, like the, the argument we just had, you know, we have three different perspectives, you know, you have Paul who's, you know, looking at, you know, these cards as investments and, you know, what, you know, what people will find popular or what people will care about down the road. And, you know, someone like me, I have a hard time taking my emotion out of it, you know? So do I understand why the Hogan cards sell for the way they do? Yes. Do I personally care? No, I'll probably never own an 85 OPG Hogan because for the amount of money that they're worth and for the amount that I care about him as a wrestler, it doesn't make sense. But I 100% get why people collect it. A thousand percent. Hulk Hogan is wrestling. I mean, it's yeah. hard to debate that. So in 30 years, nobody will know who he is, according to you. I'm not I saying no that. one will know who he is. <laughs> oh, oh, <dude. laughs> but there are kids that are around watching wrestling now that are going to be 15 years older who that are never going to have watched Hogan wrestle, ever. Go watch YouTube. They'll watch him wrestle, I guess. <laughs> I guess that's what the network's for. Yeah. All right, well, let me tell you something, brothers. That wraps up uh, episode number five. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, you can find us on Instagram at CardFoundationPod and on Twitter at CardFoundPod. You can subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever else you download your favorite podcast. What do we got on tap for next week? I left it blank, but it looks like we're going to be discussing this with Shawn Michaels' rookie cards. I like that. Oh, you didn't know? <laughs> well, uh, yeah, we'll cover the, you know, whatever is coming out. We'll talk about more of the news. We'll eventually, the three of us will pick a, a set to talk about for next week. Maybe it'll be 85 tops or OPG. Um, I'm open for anything. I, I thought that was, a you know. Maybe we'll talk like, about the, the set, but prior to we're all in the same set, an agreement of the same set. Yeah. Yes. We should have elaborated yeah, I guess a little we'll better. Have to, uh, double check that. <laughs> All right. So, as always, when it comes to wrestling card podcast, we're the best there is, the best there the best was, there was, and the and best, best there ever will be. Oh, oh hell yeah! <laughs> Take it easy, everyone. Everybody.